I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. All's good in the Western hood. All's good in the Western hood. All's good in the Western hood. Everything's good in the Western hood. In the Western hood, everything's good in the hood. In the Western hood, you'll see a girl there. Everything's good in the Western hood. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where Alistair and I come up with two and a half sketch ideas each. Two, yep. two parts of a intro of a music whole, song. We're in, yes. Yeah, and we'll put them together to make one. Um, I'm, uh, I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. Thank you very much for laying your ears on our sound waves. Yes, indeed. Surfing, surfing the sound that we create in a, in a mental uh, beach. Yeah, mental beach. Mm. Uh, you go to the mental beach. Mind beach. It's because you've laid your surfboard on the sand, and you're still just learning how to surf. Yes. Uh, the sound waves. And so you're just kind of, you're laying it down, you're laying on the board to see what that feels like. Then somebody who's near you is telling you, stand up. That's what our sound waves do. They say, stand up, and then you practice just getting up on the board so that once you want to uh, get on the water yourself... It's like nothing. It'll be like You've nothing. done it all before. That's right. Now you're just doing it in a new medium. Yeah. Yeah. Water. Uh, water, exactly. Because um, that, that is like that, that study that I feel like I come across all the time in my life. I don't know how often you feel like you come across it, Alistair. But I can't that, wait to find out. But that one where they got basketballers, they got expert basketballers, some of them were going to spend a certain amount of time actually practicing shooting hoops, and some of them were going to spend a certain amount of time just visualizing shooting hoops. Yeah. Right? And it found out that at the end of that time, the ones who spent the time visualizing shooting hoops were actually better than the ones who'd actually shot hoops. It feels like it's it's one of those uh, psychological studies that later on they couldn't replicate. They couldn't the replicate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just got the feel of one of those. Now that we know that those are a common thing, yeah. Um, yeah. I have. I, I bet you we could we could look into it, and uh, maybe there would be some uh, some some biases that were maybe involved. But but I think that you'll find, Alastair, that the uh, that the thing that you're basing that on, the research that found that mm. a lot of studies are difficult to replicate, yeah. has actually never been replicated. So, really? Yeah, oh, uh, well, that's so good. Was, um, I mean, it was subject to a lot of biases. And... Well, I think the problem with a lot of these psychological studies is that the people are actually doing the studies and not just visualizing doing the I studies. That's and it. so that's yeah. why they're getting worse results mm-hmm. than if they had just been visualizing doing the studies. Yeah. And if they just sat in a room and imagined doing it, mm. and, you know, just made up all the results. Yeah. <laughs> they could have got it would be much, much more accurate yeah or at least better better yeah, yeah better sorry <laughs> accurate feels like a strong word yeah. but better better you know it's a kind of it's a it's a good umbrella term for yeah. for things that you know are are less bad 
in mm. certain ways. Now, is there a sketch idea in 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 this? Uh, well, I feel like the the a way that we could definitely get a sketch idea out of it is mm. is we could have different. We could we could we could apply that visualizing thing, like say, well, I mean, basically exactly what we just did. Mm. Yes. There is a sketch idea in it, right? Somebody does the first study or somebody gets the results of that first study, the one about basketballers, right? Yeah. yeah. Or some more easily understandable version I, of that. I find it hard to believe that there would be anything more easily understandable than that. Okay, great. And then they uh, – but they're working in some research facility, right? And mm-hmm. they come in and they tell all their researchers, oh, well, we've got these, these results are in, so from now on we're not going to do – uh, actual studies. We're just going to visualise it, right? Or potentially they apply it to different areas like, you know, brain surgery or what have you. Don't worry, I've never done this before. Luckily. <laughs> I've only ever thought about it. <laughs> Luckily. You're in luck. Yeah. I've spent the last six years imagining these. Yeah, and the, or, or a guy comes in and he's like, I have 45 years experience doing this. And they went... Ooh, couldn't we get a guy who's just pictured it for in in his mind for the last twelve minutes? Yeah, because because the uh, the 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 problem with actually doing it is apparently like you make mistakes, right? When you actually do it, but when you visualize it, you get it a hundred percent correct, a hundred percent of the time. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which but, uh, you don't uh, even know if that's correct. Like, well, I mean, your technique could be awful. In I your think, mind. I, I think I think the the thing that we're glossing over here is that the basketballers were already very skilled basketballers, yeah. and so they had, I guess, the only barrier for them at this level was their own confidence or something like that. Yeah, right. But you know that doesn't that doesn't to me feel like it adds that much. It doesn't add. Me. I mean, if anything, it feels like we're, we're being we're, we're being taken away, taken away off the path of of pure comedy <laughs> that we were on. Yep. The, that line of uncut humour. Um, I was talking about this, was it with you the other day, about somebody trying to do cocaine off a mirror, but they don't realise that you've got to lay the mirror down horizontally? <laughs> <laughs> they keep trying to yeah. get out a line on the, on the mirror on the this bathroom is, wall. Oh, this is way harder than it looks. And he's, maybe he's got a photo on his phone of somebody doing it, and he's yeah. like, look, how's he doing? He's just holding it on the wrong mm. side. You know, yeah. and you're like, how is he doing this? Is it is it something about, like, is that then something about like business people mm. who who like don't have much experience in business, and that and and by that we mean like every aspect of business, like they don't know how to do cocaine off a off a, off a mirror, they don't know how to. I'm trying to think of something that isn't disgusting. Uh, they don't know how to park their their, uh, their BMW. Wait, so you're saying it's a business person who doesn't know how to do anything about business? Yes, but super confident. Yes, super right? confident. Super confident. Yeah. Um, I I like like I mean it could be like I picture a guy suit. I think he kind of looks like you know the guy Jordan Klepper. Is he the one from uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Oh yeah, maybe that's who I'm thinking. That's not who I'm thinking. The guy who is the, now the host of. Like it's a spin-off from the Daily Show. It's no, it's probably that. Maybe the no, but I might have said the wrong name. Uh, who who now has like the Resistance or something like that? His show. Anyway, right. He was the white guy off of the Daily Show who was really good at interviewing Trump, Trump supporters, and then he got his own show. Yeah, wow. Anyway, 
I felt like he looks like that guy, right? <laughs> he's he's handsome. He's yeah. confident. Comes out in a suit. It's a it's a car showroom mm. like that. And uh, one of the one of the car salesmen says, "Oh well, this guy. Um, well, I'll, I'll introduce you to our general manager, and he'll take care of you." And he w- walks out of the back of the room, and he goes, "Fuck you!" like that. <laughs> and then he walks out of the building like that. Uh, and then, I, I, I think he, he goes over to the car, mm. right? And he doesn't even know how to like open the door. Oh well, I, well. What about he says "fuck you" okay. <laughs> to the person, and then he walks over to the car and he lifts it up and he tips it on its <laughs> on, on its side. Whoa! Crushing it like that. So he's like, is he super strong? Well, I mean, that's what we're discovering. But he's <laughs> super strong is is also how bad he is at at, at business. <laughs> he's destroying his own product. He's super stupid as well. Yeah, but right. confident. Yeah. And then you see him doing cocaine later on, making up a line, putting it on the window, on the mirror. <laughs> Getting real frustrated. Well, Smashes the mirror, knocks down the whole wall. Because he's super strong. <laughs> no, and but... then the wall is there horizontal on the ground. He, does, he tries it again. It works this time. I, I like to think that he's himself. not even bothered by the fact that, that he's not doing cocaine properly. So he's just got the little baggie. He's banging it up against the window. <laughs> it's it's falling all falling on the down. And he's like going... <laughs> Like that. Yeah. And he goes, ah, like that, and he keeps going. I like it. Yeah. Because yeah, all that matters in business is confidence. Business you know? confidence. Business confidence. It's, it, it's, they talk about it all the time. Business confidence is at an all-time high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's almost better. It's just a news report. It that, starts with a news report saying yeah, business confidence great. is at an all-time high. Okay, so that's what it is. And then we cut to overlay, I guess, of business people just being yeah. insanely yeah. confident. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> Somebody's holding a gun in one of their chests. He's like, do it. Yeah. Pull the trigger. <laughs> i got a good feeling about this. <laughs> and he goes, you're bleeding. He's like, I can pull it off. <laughs> And he goes and he goes out to a dance club like yeah. he's bleeding from the gut and he's like, "Hey, you want to come home with me?" It matches my tie. Yeah. Like that, and he take he gets a he gets a lady home. He gets three ladies home. Wow! And he's, he's, he's bleeding all over them. That is just like an orgy scene with just him. It's basically American Psycho, but he's the one dying. <laughs> <laughs> he's you know it's that scene where he's watching himself like pumping away in the mirror. But then um, he's just watching his abs like that, and it's just but him. But there's just this unbelievable gut wound. You see a shot from the back, <laughs> so you see the exit wound as well. Oh, but, so every time he goes down for his sit up or whatever, it just goes squelch. Well, well, squelch. he's not actually doing the sit ups. He's he's having sex with multiple women. Oh, oh, is that what happens in the the American Psycho? Or maybe you read the book. So you I read the, the book and I didn't visualize any of that. He didn't. Yeah. Well. No. Um, in the film, they cast the guy. They cast Batman to play thing, which I thought was a crazy weird choice. choice. Yeah, yeah. They... it's 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 weird to me. Okay, so Christian Bale, he still seems quite young, but American Psycho, it feels like that movie was made like thirty years ago to me. I don't understand. There's there's something that's broken in my brain where I, the, the timeline of Christian Bale's. Career and youth are make, make mm. no sense to me. Yeah. Um, I think that he's a guy who's probably matured yeah. early. Yeah. But then held on to that youthful maturity. Yes. You know? 
You know, and he and he hasn't allowed himself because we, we he hasn't allowed himself to do a gray hair movie mm-hmm. yet. But clearly, he must have gray hair. Yeah, is he like? And and when you hear him talk normally, he'd be he's under like, a lot of stress. Uh, I mean, I think he's putting people under stress. Sure, <laughs> you know, is there? Right, could, he, so he externalizes it a lot. It's like what it is. Wait, hang on. Is it? Uh, Visualize it, Andy. No, <laughs> I think I was about to quote. A line from a Monty Python sketch as if it was a fact in science. That's great. So, I want to hear it. Um, At least just try to do it. I'm going to sound like such an idiot. Yeah. I just had, I, I, there's, a, there's a sketch in which he says, uh, Graham Chapman says, a murder, a murderer is just an extroverted suicide. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, Scientific fact. Yeah. I, I, and then I was going to build a whole thing off that. But I realized that the foundational block of my, my train of thought was... Uh, I believe it was Isaac unstable. Newton that said, <laughs> mm. He's not the Messiah. <laughs> He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> this is a problem when, you know, you're as steeped in sketch comedy as I am, Alistair. Yeah, you're steeping. I'm steeped. Yeah. Right? That you, you don't know what's real anymore. Right? Is that true? Is that yeah. what happens? Yeah. I thought you said that that um, schizophrenia was an autoimmune disease. This is a new thing. Possibly. Possibly. Don't don't preliminary results. Don't you know, don't get excited. All this everybody. stuff about like having to wait for theories to be confirmed. I like mm. just getting excited about scientific theories and the possibility of them being real. I don't need them to even be real. Well, because because what it is right is that we're in a multiverse, right? And each mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. that you uh, you have a, a a a new theory, right, that comes out, right? Yep. There's going to be a multiverse in which that's true, right? There's got to be. So, <laughs> you you could be in that multiverse, and okay, so either it is it, you are in the multiverse where that's true, in yeah. which case get excited, baby, get excited. and have a real good time, yeah. mm-hmm. okay? And if, it, if you're not in the multiverse in which that's true, yep. well, look, what's wrong with being excited anyway? Have it's, a real good time. It's nice, and it's also nice for the people in that multiverse yes. to have somebody, you know, to know that there's some, like, out, People in outside. other multiverses rooting for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm happy for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for the people in the multiverse where this is true. Hey, this, this doesn't all have to be about us. No. It's a very selfish attitude to think that good thing, we're going to only be happy about good things that happen in this multiverse. Yeah. And I think maybe that that's, Omniverse, you know, I think a, a lot of the sort of the new atheist uh, mm. philosophy has been to kind of get angry at people with weird beliefs. Yes. You know, beliefs that have no sort of... Uh, no connection to reality mm. in the, this sure. universe, which I think is a it's, it's wrong to call it a universe since there are so many universes, you know, possibly a multiverse. And really all it is that these people with these weird ideas, yeah. right, were by an accident of birth yeah. happened to be born in the wrong universe where those things aren't true. Yeah. But you can't blame them for that, can you? I mean, no. that's... I mean, I think I think we could, if if anything, we should just be we should be happy that they're happy for the people in another universe in which that is true. Exactly, you know? I applaud that. I applaud that selflessness. Absolutely, the the universe in which spirulina does anything, mm. right? Or the where where echinacea will stop your cold, cures cancer. Yeah, you know, but then also things that are less kind of just you know preventative medicine, <laughs> uh, you know, things that and are kind also of, other ideas. 
you know, things like like crystals mm. or whatever, mm. a crystal mm. that uh, can... where that that uh, that engineer in Israel did build a perpetual motion machine. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, where, where, where there is some kind of Brownian uh, waveform that mm. does help break Brown Ian uh, waveform. Ian waveform that does help uh, break water into hydrogen and oxygen mm. in a very efficient way. That is. You can get a little bit of energy out. Free energy, mate. Free energy. Man, if only energy was free. Okay, so do you think that other being happy for yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we, we you could you could make it very small. Like, and, you know, the, the, just as I think about it, this may not be funny at all, but, like, you know, the idea of you, you forget somebody's birthday, right, and you write them a card later on, a couple of days late, give them a card. You don't have to write, sorry, that... We're late, right? You just write them the card, and you say a happy birthday for the for the multiverse in which uh, this this your bir- I'm on time. Yeah, you're welcome. You know what else is multiverse? The song Happy Birthday. Really? Well, it's got multiverses. Multiple. But verses. I mean, like in terms of like the songs that you could have picked. That had multiple verses. Fuck you, that, that is one of the few that I pretty much only Fuck. has. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> it's one of the only ones that only has one verse. All right, it's is... monoverse. <laughs> you could say it's yeah. almost universe. It's universal. <laughs> it, the, the rights are owned by Universal. <laughs> you I mean, can't. I mean, you picked almost one of the only songs I've ever heard that doesn't have multiple verses. I mean, all right, Alistair, you're mocking me, but what about in the in the in the universe in which I said, what you know what isn't multiverse? Yeah. Happy birthday. You would be applauding me. You would think I was so clever. Absolutely. The right? one... And it's not my fault that I just branched down this branch of the multiverse. I'm happy for you to, that you're happy for the people in that other universe in the multiverse. One of our um, listeners, by the way, got in touch with us on Twitter or Facebook to tell us that the the we, apparently we've talked about multiverses in previous episodes, <laughs> and that that uh, that the the group of all possible multiverses yeah. is called the omniverse. And I feel like if that listener is listening to this passage, and we haven't yet used the word omniverse, they're going to be furious. So we're sorry, Mister Omniverse. Um, we don't want we don't want the sort of the cre- I don't know if he's the creator of the omniverse. I'm not sure if there's a. I, I don't know if there would be one creator of the omniverse. No, you don't think so. All right, the one true I'll change my creator, mind. There is the one who created all the other creators. Mm. Um, wait, where was I going? Oh yeah, and whoever that is, they must no. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? Was this another? They must have a cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> Look, again, my mind is my mind is moving slightly faster than I can actually verify <laughs> I mean, any of my thoughts at this stage. It's good it's, in this in it. this episode, but but I, I it, it, it sort of it sort of was tied into the idea that for some reason because there's only one of them, they had to reproduce by themselves to create all these other things, so they have to be hermaphroditic, and so for like some reason, yeah, they need a cloaca. They need a cloaca because. Because they can't, they have to poop and and give birth out the Correct. same hole in order to create multi, uh, the omniverse. Yes, um, I mean that the idea that that the the greatest creator would have to come out and well, I mean that is a that is actually thank you an an argument for the existence. Got a lot of people go well, where did God come from? 
Oh, wait, no, that still doesn't solve where did God come from. <laughs> it's like, no, but how did God... And also that would be, how did God have kids without without anybody? But then if... Oh, Jesus Christ. That's actually what I was about to talk about, is how did God create Jesus without having a partner? I mean, if God was a snail, that would be the ideal one. But crawling up to Mary... Firing well, one of his little sperm spears. Well, no, it. because, I mean, that, that's how he got Jesus' sort of physical form. But I guess right. Jesus' sort of eternal spirit would mm. have been existing up there for a long time, you know, mm. before that. Well, eternity, apparently. Yeah, possibly. But maybe before, but, you know, right before eternity. <laughs> mm. I mean, eternity would have, even eternity had to start at some point, right? Um. Well, this, this I, I had this, uh, I, I read, like, I was reading a book of ancient philosophy, yeah. right? Because um, I'm very deep, Al. That's and great. Uh, the only thing that made any sense in it at all mm. was that some ancient philosopher said the the universe couldn't have existed for eternity. It must have been created at some point, because if it had existed for eternity, then half of eternity would have had to elapse for us to get to this point, right? Like, to, for us and. My phone's ringing. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to... There you go. Good. It's quiet. Um, one, half of eternity would have, would have had to elapse for us to get to this point, and that would have taken an eternity for that eternity to pass. Like, whatever amount of time to get to now would have, would have taken an eternity for that to pass. Yeah. And so the universe couldn't have existed forever because an eternity of time can never pass. Because it takes an eternity, Alistair. Sure, I know, but I think that claim that half an eternity would have had to Or like, pass, what even half an eternity? Any amount, any fraction of eternity. Yeah. Is an eternity. Is an eternity in itself. I like that he used the word eternity instead of infinity, and then he's just talking about infinity, right? Yeah. But, well, it, look, it but I mean, like, but that, but you know, look, I'm not going to get, I don't want to get too technical here, but one second is a fraction of eternity, <laughs> and that can pass. Right, sure, but if the universe has started, yeah, right, um, at some point, mm-hmm. then we're not talking about a, 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 a an eternity of the past, like the, the the past, the length of time in the past doesn't constitute an eternity, right? Yeah, we know that there's a fixed amount of time in the past. Yeah, so an eternity hasn't passed to get to this point. Does that make sense? Look, Andy, it's it's close enough to make sense. Well, obviously, we know an eternity hasn't passed because we know that we we haven't that that, that things are Thank still you. happening. But and is it, anyway, when I read it in this book, I was like, that's the only thing that anyone has said in two thousand years of philosophy that has made any sense to me. Everything else is just people trying to prove the nature of the good in yeah. a universe in which God. Uh, believes in some fucking shit. You know, it's yeah. just, it's all based on sand. You know, it's just these people making up stuff and then trying to prove things based on some. Scratchings in sand. Yes. Scr- thank you. Um, but is there something? Is there mm-hmm. a sketch in this? Yes, there? Andy. I right? believe there is. There's some people sitting watching, let's say, a bad movie or they're in a really boring meeting. Sure. Right? And one of them whispers to the other one. Have we been in here for an eternity? Right? And then in this meeting, they try and prove the fact that the meeting can't have been going for an eternity. <laughs> it feels like an eternity. Um, that the meeting must have started at some point. Yeah. 
I mean, look, I think, I think first of all, there's a, there's a relatability to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, in those meetings, like, feeling like going off You know, know? Uh, yeah. And then, and that it's, it's been going for so long that it starts to spawn its own philosophers. Yes. And so then they kind of, they're, <laughs> like, they're just kind of like, it's just a corner of the board, of the board, like around the table, mm. where they're kind of like, they're turning away a little bit and they're making little scratchings on like napkins, like coffee napkins and things like that. They go, well, look. This is why it's not possible. Surely there was a beginning to this meeting. A lot of people say that, um, you know, how can we prove that our l- world isn't just a simulation, right? But how do we... Mate, nobody's suggested... How do we prove that this isn't just a meeting that's been going on for a really long time, right? And we, mm. Earth, are just in some back corner of the meeting, right? And we just got distracted and started talking amongst ourselves. How do we know? Well, I guess... You know, it always seems to, you know, they, they always talk about like this kind we of We forgot like, what the meeting's about, obviously. Yeah, well, the, we talk about that it was like this, um, there's a, this kind of like uh, this place where, where, where humanity started. You know, somewhere in Africa mm, is mm. where we think maybe the, yeah. the meeting was first <laughs> yeah. being held. And, and it was... You know, we, we, what is the meaning of life? Well, you know, you might ask, what is the, what is the first point on the agenda? What is you the know, meeting of life? What is the meeting of life? <laughs> <laughs> Why was this convened? Yeah. Who convened it? And what are we trying to get to the bottom of? Yeah, and obviously meetings—they always run off track. There's always questions without notice. Bloody hell! We know we've had a few of those, <laughs> right? But if we can just get back onto the agenda, what were these first two—the first man and the first woman? Mm. Possibly it was a man, uh, like a, a Homo sapien man and a Neanderthal woman. Sure. Possibly. Maybe the other what way around. They, what were they meeting up about? What were they meeting up about? What, what were they trying to get to the bottom of? And could we figure that out and then solve it? And then could we all just die? <laughs> like, I think it's like it would be like killing the lead vampire. <laughs> if we could just solve that one problem, then we could yeah. just go... And then we would all disappear. Can we all Maybe just turn to die sand. now? Yeah. Are you happy? We go, did it. Go back to the earth. I think we could all just dig our own graves, yeah. get inside, cover ourselves up like that, and then just sleep. Well, I think, I think, like, okay, I think, I think that's a sketch, right? Find the, out what the meeting of life is. The meeting of life, yep. And, but I wonder, like, if we did find the meaning of life... Like, and maybe we could have a sketch in which this has happened, right? That somebody finds the meaning of life, all right? And then, you know, as soon as somebody tells you what it is, you're just so satisfied with it mm-hmm. that you just lie down and just wait to die. Yeah. Right? And you don't, <laughs> you don't even have to, like, um, uh, you, you, you know, you would be starving to death slowly, I guess, but or dehydrating or whatever. You're just so happy you don't, you know. And then maybe it could be weaponized, right? <laughs> the, the meaning of life is, is yeah. weaponized in some way so that if you can reveal the meaning of life to someone without yourself glimpsing it, you can, you can essentially, like, kill that person. Wow, yeah. I mean, like, I guess the idea first that, that they would use it in armies and start telling people. Yeah, well, then it's getting very close. We are very close to the, the Monty Python um, sketch about the funniest joke in the world. Do they which, start doing that in, in Yeah, in, in they, they start uh, announcing it in German over loudspeakers and all the Germans run out. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Laughing from the trenches and falling. Well, I don't want to get too close to no. that. But like, but like maybe a group of mercenaries. <laughs> mercenaries, like, yes. Or of, maybe just gangsters or something yeah. like that. Or somebody's been doing a series of murders. Right? Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. A series of someone who's like that they're the meaning of life killer, right? And there's all these people being discovered just dead on the ground, mm. right, from exposure or dehydration or something. And what it is is somebody's been going around and whispering the meaning of life to them, right? And they're just slipping away, happy. And, you, and then you've got to ask yourself, is that a crime? Is How- that a crime? Yeah. That- well, I mean, I guess it's assisted. It's assisted dying in some mm, way, you know. Yeah. So maybe you could get them under euthanasia laws. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, because because you kind but of. But they were so they want they would they would have been so happy they just volunteer. They, you know, what, they haven't been coerced. Well, at this point, they don't know. At this point, they don't That's know. True. So they just think that maybe you're injecting them with something. Now, why does the person? Because I would like the idea of the person's whispering it to them. But why don't why they don't get they, affected? Why don't they get affected? Um, uh, are they I, a nihilist? I guess, I guess there's, a, there's a way that you could do it by, I mean, I guess this is again t- sort of t- touching on the Monty, Python. the Monty Python, where it's a foreign person who's just learned phonetically the words. Mm, yeah. Um, but there, there could be somebody who doesn't have the mental capacity to grasp the the actual meaning of the words yeah right and so they're kind of they can they can hold it in their head without knowing what it means you know that's an alternative to the sort of the foreign language but then there's the the other alternative that it could just be like you've got it on a cassette tape mm. and then you're just playing it to people and that like somebody discovered it when or like maybe a computer worked it out or I, I like yeah. I guess I guess if you were, we're looking for the origin of it, yeah, mm. the computer worked it out, and somehow a gangster saw that saw this kind of happen, and it just kind of started ticking over in his brain. Mm. Like he showed up, and he just sees this guy reading this thing or listening to this thing, and I don't know. And then he kind of he just plays it to somebody else, and they also die. And he goes, yeah. hmm, like that. I'd like to see a, a, a standoff, like a. Like a like a Mexican standoff in which two people are holding cassette tapes, right? And they 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 they've got their fingers hovering over the play button. Mm. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. And somehow they've what they've like they've just put the headphones on the other person. Yeah, or it's like in some sort of a funnel, so the sound is so directional that they can just blast it at the other person. I wonder how long it would take to. Like, do you think it's one of those things? I think it's like three, three or four, yeah. four words, and if you say it real quick, you know. Yeah, I think you could get you can get a, like a decent joke mm. out or, or or statement in about three four seconds, four mm. five seconds. It's interesting that you think it would be a joke. No, no, no. Well, I mean, look, that I I was just referring to like the only reason why I said that was because when I when I sort of am recording jokes to try to measure how long they go, and sometimes you can. Get a good sentence out in about four seconds. Go, well, fuck! Now I have another forty-nine <laughs> minutes and fifty seconds to write. 
This is crazy. Yeah, I gotta. You gotta talk slower. Alistair, um, we, look, I think that this is a. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if this this is already a story that somehow exists. Yeah, but, but I mean, bloody hell! I mean, we could we could write that. We could. This is a podcast series. This is this is the next uh, big something thing. big. It's, it's gonna be big. I don't even know. Look, there's an there's an there's an element of which uh, possibly infinite jest. Is a tape. <laughs> I still haven't finished it. I've got, I I've got I about 100, 200 pages in. That. But there is something about a tape, a, a videotape that they watch and people laugh themselves to death, which I guess, again, is closer to the Monty Python thing. Yeah, right. I think this one will, look, we'll understand that it's, there's, there's some things that are, have some similarities to it, but I think we'll, we'll make it original in the uh, yeah, we'll make it original. It's 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 that idea, but we'll we'll do something different with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like you know the, the Nirvana were trying to write a Pixies song when they wrote "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and they just fucked it up. See, and that's good. how they got, you know, whatever it was that they got. I think it was "Smells Like Teen Spirit" in the end. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try and write uh, Monty Python's parrot sketch. There you See go. See what I get. <laughs> I think I know it too well. I'd probably just transcribe it. Lacey, not me. I only half remember it, and I also think that it's a little bit boring now. That sketch? Yeah. Well, sure. Sure, it is now. Yeah, I know, but after, I think... After 50 years of being the funniest sketch of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think what, what that, that would be an advantage to me, to be bored with it, and so to try to do something to oh, make I it see. exciting. Yeah. To... Maybe the parrot could be alive. Oh, I like that. Yes. And he's just banging it on the... <laughs> On the counter, like that. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe I'll go into more specifics about what kind of parrot it is. I think mm. if it was a cockatoo. Mm. Well, detail kind of a... specificity is very funny. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think if it's a cockatoo, it's kind of bigger as well. So I think like the brutality of sort of banging it against the counter. Yeah, sure. You know, I think a budgie. Nobody cares about a budgie. Uh, I think it was the Norwegian blue. Oh well, yeah. it, was, it was like the size of a budgie. You know. Yeah. A budgerigar. Do you know anybody in your life that says budgerigar? Um, no, but we have a um, a, a a cookie cookie jar that we uh, put our money that we're saving for our sons in that jar in yeah. our house. You Don't put come cookies and in there for them. No, we put the money in there. Okay. So I guess you would call that a budgetary jar. Oh, no, Alistair. A budgetary jar. Budgetary jar, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. I mean, I think I've broken you. Hey, look, Andy, it's just, it's no, you've just taken, I mean, that would be, a, that's an alternative in in a way in which we could make it, <laughs> it's an alternative to, to the, to the Monty Python funniest joke, funniest joke in which it's a pun that is so that, disappointing, that is so disappointing <laughs> that removes people's will to live. <laughs> you tell people and they go walk into a river, yeah. they bury themselves, yeah. they, they sort of, they, they just... They refuse all food. They and take water. their shoes and they just start bashing themselves over the head with it. Wow, I mean that sounds doesn't sounds like it's done more than remove their will to live. It sounds like it's created the will to die. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to just remove it's it's because it's, it's just like just like that budgery jar, budgetry jar, budgetry budgetry drawer. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 
uh, it, it emptied my brain. It just completely <laughs> emptied my brain for seconds. I couldn't, if you listen back for seconds, I couldn't even hold a thought because it was just, it, it, it vacuum cleaned that whole thing out. You, yeah. you liposuctioned thoughts out yeah, of my it mind. Had, it had laid waste to an entire ecosystem. Yeah, like a like 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 uh, it was napalm agent. Yeah, no, I was going to say agent orange, but napalm. Yes, napalm of the mind, of the mind. Um. Uh. Yes. Well, Alistair, say something. My mind's gone blank as well. Um. I mean, I mean, it it could it could it could offer quite a a, a peaceful thing. It could it could. You know, you could regard that, you know, the absence of thought. I mean, that's something that the Buddhists have been trying to achieve for some time. Absolutely. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be used to kill people, right? It could be used to help people achieve enlightenment. If you say something so dumb that, it, you know, it, it, uh, it empties their mind of thought. Well, I think that would be nice. I mean, to be honest, one of the worst things about life <laughs> is the knowledge, having to carry around the knowledge that you're going to die and being mm. sad about it. Sure. Right? Sure. So I think maybe hearing a pun that's so just that that's so awful that maybe re- removes your your fear of death. Fear of death yeah. would be kind of a nice thing. And the idea that that the person who delivers this <laughs> is like a very kind of dad looking guy, like just a kind of a slightly excitable sort of slightly punchy uh, yeah. kind of dad. This is me. You're describing me. Well, I mean, I think at the moment you kind of still have a little bit, sort of. There's there's a there's a youthful edge to you still. Sure, to my paunch. Yeah, to to your paunch and to like maybe even like, just due to the to the area that we live in, things like that. We can't help but absorb. Uh, well, fortunately, I'm moving out of this area. Luckily, Andy, there's <laughs> soon you will become sort of the Dalai Lama. But for you know, but for people who are godless and mm. religionless mm. and things like that, and just don't necessarily want anything extra in their life, but just want that one thing removed. Um, um yeah, I could do that. Yeah, sure. Come round to my place. I'll disappoint you in a way that your real father never could. <laughs> no, but it's just yeah. I look. I think that there's something there. A pun that uh, removes your. F- your fear of death. Fear of death. It makes you okay with dying. You go, yeah, it's gonna be. It's fine that I'm gonna die now. You know, like 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 with uh, with skydiving, they take you up there in the plane, and very often people change their minds about jumping at the last second. They get very scared. I don't know why, right? But the, you know, you've got the door open, the wind's whipping around, and the instructor's there. You go like, all you got to do is get yourself to the edge and then just lean forward, right? Mm. But you know, they 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 won't do it. And, you know, very often the instructor will actually just give them a little push at the last second there or something. I yeah. imagine. I think they do that. I think that happens a little bit in bungee jumping when I was there. Occasionally yeah, you right. see people kind of like essentially get a little shove. <sighs> Far out. Anyway, um, the, uh, maybe like that, but they don't give them a physical nudge. They just push them over the edge with, you know, some rather depressing statistics about the state of the world <laughs> or, uh, you know, reveal something about their... Uh, their their own path in life. That's think, what really about something like, like you know, because uh, this is one somebody told me who works in this field, and she was like, you know... Skydiving? Nine, no, 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 like uh, uh, the, the, the field of the, the, the statistic I'm going to tell you. Oh. It was something like, you know, 95% of men get a form of prostate cancer. Yeah, wow. 
Something like that. It's just a lot of them, it might just come too late that something else will kill you anyway. But yeah. And a lot of those guys get the good form. Good form, the one that yeah. gives you a bit of, a few more years on your life. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the one that, that fights off. And a inches on your dick as well. <laughs> like, nothing you know, like a couple of tumours at the end of your life to really like... give you a couple of inches. <laughs> Do you imagine tumours are, are, are rigid? I always picture them as being quite like a turgid, solid, hard lump, but they really? might not be, right? Oh, I guess. I guess. Like, I guess they could be soft. Well, I always picture them kind of feeling like you know, like cooked liver or kidneys or something like that. Yeah, or, right. You know, or um, like it? just fleshy. Okay, more. Yeah, I think more like a stress ball. Yeah, right. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you could take, a, you know, a tumor out of a person. And then squeeze use, it, and then squeeze it to kind of to de-stress from the you know the stress that comes from of the oper- performing operation, the operation, performing the operation. Yeah, because yeah, it's quite a risky. Thing. Obviously, you still gotta. I mean, that would that would help carry you through the second half where you gotta kind of like stitch them up, stitch them up, like and like you know <laughs> cauterize them and things like that. Oh, is cauterizing and corduroy? I was going to say quarterize. Is it what, what is or it? You cut them into four. Quarterize. Yeah, I mean that's. I guess. That's when the operation has gone not, not so good. Not so good. Not so good. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's a hospital where mm. if the surgery goes well, great. But if it goes badly, they have to dispose of the bodies <laughs> without anybody knowing and deny that they were ever there. <laughs> so, it's, like, it's like it's uh, like the that scene in Reservoir Dogs where the. The cleaner is it Reservoir Dogs? No, it's in uh, Pulp Fiction where the wolf comes around and he helps them to clean up. You know, they get someone to come around. I don't know, Jesus, this operating theatre's a mess. <laughs> but like the gets doctor, the doctor going clothes. to the family. Yeah. I like the idea that the doctor or the nurse going to the family who's waiting in the waiting room and going, Mister uh, Mister Williams, uh, Mrs Mrs Williams, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> they go. Uh, I'm sorry, our, our son is in the operating. How's it going? You know, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> never, never. Well, your son? No, doesn't ring a bell. Sorry. Sorry. Never yeah. heard of him. Behind him, there's like a ding. <laughs> That's unrelated. What, what, what was the ding? <laughs> it, was a, it doesn't ring a bell. Oh. <laughs> um. I think that's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but I, yeah, yeah. I think the a hospital that accidentally very shifty. somebody dies, whatever somebody does, they, they can't admit it. Jesus Christ! Another one. We gotta hide this <laughs> like that, and they've got they've got like a surgical. No, we don't have a surgical, but they've got like a carpet that they roll them up. Yeah, and they like they get some over pe- the shoulder, and they get a bunch of like a couple of the nurses to dress up like janitors or something like that, or <laughs> removalists, and they where they hide them in the back of a couch, and they get them to move them out of the yeah. out of the hospital into the truck, and then they dump them into a river. I, I mean, think, it's funny. Yeah. I'm laughing, Al. Yeah. No, I like it. Hey, I reckon we've got enough sketches for today's episode. I reckon it's a short one. Yeah? Yeah, 40 minutes. You don't want to do another get sort in, of get 10 out. hours and 20 minutes? Oh, sure, I want to. But, you know, the way that you achieve happiness is by not allowing you to have the things that you want. That doesn't sound right, does it? Surely not. Surely the things that you want are the things that bring you happiness. Gee whiz. Um, um, there's a lot of philosophy in today's episode. Yeah, 
It was know. very nice in that regard. Do you want me to take you through some take of those me, ideas? Take me on a, you know, through the forest. Of well, there's dreams. the there's the people who accomplished the visual, visualization study uh, and realized that now they don't need to be doing any more studies. Mm. They just need to visualize them and they'll get better studies out of yeah. it as well. Great. Um, and there are a lot, a lot of the problems with uh, studies and the inability to replicate these studies is because I think maybe that's how okay, they would, people would have done this and then they're saying that there's people trying to replicate it. Well, that's because they were doing the study yeah, and, and they weren't just visualizing they tried it. tried just visualizing it and they go, oh my God, we got perfect rep- replicated 100%. results when we visualized it. I tell them, well, we got to publish this. And then they, they go, don't you think it would be better to just visualize publishing, publishing it? Because, <laughs> I mean, there's the risk that we could fail. <laughs> Um, Save on printing. And then we've got uh, a news report saying that business confidence is at an all-time high. Yeah, and then, and it then cuts we see those business people. Some of these business people. Way too confident walking out in front of trains. Yeah, I like to think he's – I like like maybe the car guy, um, somebody so, – so that there's a salesman. He says, oh, well, I'll let you speak to our owner and he'll take care of you. And he's coming out and he's holding the coffee. And he just spits the coffee right in the face of the person who <laughs> wants to buy the car. And then that's when he goes up to the car. And then he lifts it and cr- crushes the new roof and everything. Great. See, that's, that's, when, I, when you first told me that, I was visualizing that it was the business person who was buying the car. I was confused by that scenario. Yeah, so, you see? Man, that has been cleared up. That's what happens it's when you It's a good thing listen. we do this bit at the end. Yeah. Um, then we got uh, beliefs that, are, that aren't real, but... In other universes, they are. So you're happy for people who, in this universe, believe those beliefs because they're sort of happy for the people in other universes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is a really nice thing to do. Yeah. I'm um, so happy for you. And also, while we were there, when you were talking about the multi, uh, the, the other universe, see, but so if there's the omniverse, so because because I guess if there's a multiverse, then we're talking about that there's also possibly multi-multiverses. That's right, yeah. I think that's why this person sent us that message because, uh, to you know, we were discussing that. Yeah. Also, by the way, online somebody referred to themselves as a as a listener of the Long Tit, oh, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> what our, what we're going to call what we're friends of the show are calling the show. Friends of the now. show now. Well, some of them, the they, ones the ones who have no self respect, yeah. like us. <laughs> long Tit, listen to the Long Tit. I love listening to the and, Long uh, Tit, and obviously that makes our our listeners long Long Titties. Long Titties, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I was going to bring up when you're talking about that other universe where um, there's the happy happy birthday is a, a multiversed song mm. that has more than one. I like to think that in that universe, that there's there's at least a version of that universe where every other song only has one verse. Yep, <laughs> and that's the only. But like happy birthday is like the um, <laughs> it's like the Bohemian Rhapsody of, the, yeah. of that universe. Everyone's amazed by the lyricism of this song. You know that it only took one guy, Freddie Mercury, to write Happy Birthday. I'd love to hear what some of the extra verses are in Happy Birthday as well. <laughs> I'm writing that down as a sketch idea. Yeah. The, like It's like nobody knows the, uh, the second verse to Advance Australia Fair. I think there might even be a third verse to Advance Australia Fair. But, like, people don't know the secret 12, 12 other verses of Happy Birthday. It really, it really goes on a journey. Like, it takes you places. And uh, there are 74 key changes 
Wow. Yeah. Wow, Andy. Thank you very much for filling that time with that great musical detail. No worries. Um, then we have uh, proving that a business, approving a business meeting has not been going for eternity. So mm. that's uh, people in a business meeting and then they, they, they feel like they've been in there for so long that they just start philosophizing and yeah. about the, the nature of the universe and time. And, and then different, the school, the philosophers, they fracture into different schools of philosophy. Yeah. Right. Aristotelian and the other one. That's the first time I've ever heard the word Aristotelian. And uh, it's so much fun to say. And you, <laughs> you would want at least one person in the history of the universe to at least use that word in a rap. Yeah, I hope I'm pronouncing it right now. Well, uh, Aristotelian, if it's not how you pronounce it correctly, it's how you pronounce it right. better. Yeah, better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we've got the meeting of life, and that's kind of about uh, that actually originally the whole reason why we're here is to have a meeting, and we it, it went off off track. Suddenly, there's no longer just two people mm. here. There's now seven billion, and we've... People always get dragged into meetings, don't they? Yeah. Right? Oh, we need John from accounts in here. John? John, yeah. But then also there's there's that thing where you, you end up starting a whole race of people sure, and having sex sure. with each other. In meetings Which all can the time. happen in meetings. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think th- these days we've learned how to not let meetings go that far off the rails. Well, you know, and, I and, think. And that's why they've put sort of a lot of OH&S practices and things in place so that you can't. Yeah have sex in the workplace. Oh, and that's why we need walls. You know, that's why we had to invent walls so that meetings could be contained because the mm. original meeting just sprawled out all over the earth and the people up the back, of course, can't hear what's going on. So they're going to lose track of it and they're going to start talking about something else. Do you think it was just one out of the two people, one person mumbling to themselves and one person far at the back? Yeah. <laughs> um, then we've got the, the meaning of life killer, which is the guy who f- finds out... Whispers you that... Secret yeah. of existence, and yeah. then you lie down and just wait for death to take you away, happy. Yeah. How come this is? I mean, this could be the reveal. I mean, like I know we already said that this, this probably isn't the reveal, but we can go. How come the meaning of life doesn't affect you? And he goes, "Okay, okay, no habla inglés, por favor." <laughs> no, I don't speak English, please. And apparently not Spanish all that well either. <laughs> Por favor. Um, then we've got a pun that makes you fine with dying, so that removes the fear of death. Mm. Uh, it's one we could probably even just use the budgerigar. The budgetary jar. Budgetary, budgetary jar. Budgetary jar. <laughs> budgetary. Um, then we have the hospital that worries that they're uh, that, that that they've killed somebody, and so they have to like smuggle the person out and pretend like it never happened. Yes. So I think like we almost have more sketch ideas now than we've had almost in any other. This yeah. is what happens if we do a if we do a podcast in the morning rather than the last thing at night. When we're exhausted. <laughs> when we're absolutely exhausted. All right. Well, fifty minutes. Down to the beach where the beach was going, pumping waves and water flowing. Get on my board and I go around and I take it down, down the riptide, yeah. Down at the beach with my sister Jessica and her friend Miguel. 
thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We bloody love it. We, we love think it. it is so good when you listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's really great it's when you listen. So, oh. It's very, it's very lovely. A lot of people have been getting in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook, and that's the fucking shit. Yeah, it's really... We neat. appreciate that heaps. <laughs> and if you review us on iTunes, it's really good for our self-esteem and also for the visibility <laughs> the, of the podcast. The so podcast. please, if you have a couple of seconds, hop onto iTunes, two in the think tank. And yeah. Chuck us a five-star review yeah. and write a little comment. Yeah, if you know of ways to get other people to listen to it, it always know. makes us feel good when, <laughs> when it's growing. <laughs> if there's anything you can do to anything. get other people to listen to the podcast, oh. um, we officially endorse whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Um, and uh, uh, you can support us on Patreon if you like, and yep. we give the money to George who edits the podcast. Yeah. Um, we're still we're still yet to give them the money, but we got to just take. We got to find out how to get it out well, of Patreon. At the moment, it's all in the budgetary drawer. Yeah. It's all in the budgetary drawer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we, but that that's, uh, that's really on, lovely. There's a few supporters the on there, tank. and it's great. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we'll eventually I'll do something with that to make it so that there's something more to it. Something for you guys. Something for little, you. Something. You know, other listen. than just getting to support the podcast that you listen to for you know for whatever. For free. For, yeah, but, you know. But, but then but, you won't be listening to it for free if you pay money. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, that's something that you're going to have to deal with, find but a way to deal with it. Getting something for free is obviously a great joy. Yeah. We would like to remove that from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, and if you would love to remove that joy from your life, you it's can... It's a bit too much. Patreon.com slash 2intank. Let's turn this into a financial transaction, yeah. shall we? Yeah. Um, and you can find uh, me on Twitter at StupidOldAndy. And I'm at AlistairTB. And we are at 2intank. Two two We're also on Facebook. We started to do a bit more engagement on Facebook, so if you want to get involved... you know, Alistair's we're, just we're started asking around. people for sketch ideas on Facebook, <laughs> and there's been some real good stuff. A lot of comedians jumping on. Yeah, comedians are jumping on. People, you know, other people who are non-comedians or we don't know that they're comedians. Possibly yeah. everybody who listens is a comedian. No. That would be lovely. But, I would like that. Yeah, if, the, yeah. if, the, if this was just a, co- a comedy scene podcast. Oh my god! Podcast. What a what a what a what a beautiful thing if people if comedians think it's worth listening to the podcast. We didn't talk about what sketch ants would like. Very oh, yeah. quickly, Alistair, any ideas? Um, let's see. Business confidence. I, I feel like they'd be spilling a lot of things. Maybe oh, with all that cocaine's going onto the ground. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I mean, Do we, ants like cocaine. Well. It doesn't matter. They would make them more confident as well, I think, right? Yes. I mean, and they're bringing it back to the queen. I think the queen would sort of start getting quite manic. It would be – I don't know. Maybe I think ants would not like cocaine because then – Oh, yeah. The, queen, the queen's like always on this buzz. Yeah. It's sort of the, it brings some sort of like nest instability. I think definitely the people who just lie down on the ground and wait for death would be good for ants because ants would be able to go like crawl into their mouth and get the water and in oh, their yeah. ears and stuff. Oh, I'd love to get the water out of out of people's ears. Yeah. I mean, that's me talking from the point of view of an ant. Obviously. Um, also, uh, I appeared on the podcast uh, Internet Hate Machine, which is uh, internet celebrity Beck Petraeus and Chris Kennett's yes. podcast, which you can go find on everywhere, you know, online. Internet Hate Machine, Beck Petraeus, put that on. And so you can listen to that, and they're a very good podcast. They talk about all inter- internet news and, and, and happenings. It's very good. There's a lot of that about. There's a lot happening. And, and, and I was on the, the uh, TV show Gamey Gamey Game with oh, yeah. uh, Evan Munro-Smith on Stupid Old Channel. Check yeah. that out. It's very funny with uh, Jess Perkins from the Do Go On podcast. Oh, hello. And Naomi Higgins. So 
It's all happening, that is, guys. That is, that is a bloody fun time we talk about computer games. So I think we've wound this down for as long as we can. Oh, boy, have yeah. we? So, um, I'll tell you what, though. We, we love, love you. you. Do you say Hugh? I just did for the first time. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.